Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Super excited to have Chris Casper joining me today. Let me tell you, you're going to love this guy. I already love him and I just met him. He is a super dad. He is a foster dad, a bio dad, a foster dad, and he is a tech guru. The guy's a genius. And the best of this is that he created a phone that's safe, that's for kids to use, and that also, more importantly, is super cool so that kids don't feel like nerds using this phone and they don't have to worry about their kids making fun of them. Yay for that. So super loving this. And I want to welcome Chris Casper to the podcast today. Hi, Chris. Awesome. Hey, hey, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here today and excited to talk. Oh, good. Because, you know, I love to talk. So um, I'm happy to have you on. And uh, so audience, Chris, Chris, audience, tell our audience and our listeners, which are one and the same, kind of what made you decide with all your tech experience to create this phone, this awesome phone? Sure. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm a foster parent um, and it kind of started I was working in a family business. We have a fifth generation family business. Um, And while I was there, we were doing foster parenting and we had a 10 and 13 year old sibling set. Uh, Sweet girls dropped off at our house and the caseworker, we filled out the, you know, the two inch stack of paperwork. Um, And then the caseworker's walking out the door and and she turns around and says, stop, don't get these kids anything that looks like a smartphone. Like, oh, joy. (laughs) Um, What do we do? Because I mean, really, and I think most parents will face the same conundrum. If you look at the market right now, there's flip phones and then there are smartphones which have loopholes and and there's filtering apps, but they're just not quite good enough. And so we were really stuck because, you know, from a parenting perspective, you want to empower your kids. You don't want to be the no parent. Um, And so we wanted to give them freedom um, and, you know, start off this relationship from a very good front and we you know we we scoured the internet (laughs) there weren't any good options but we finally landed on amazon alexa um, which is you know the echo device from amazon and you can plug it in but what was cool about it is it's this non-visual interface to the internet 
So it was a lot of fun for them and we could pretty much trust them with it. Like, you know, the worst they could do is listen to some songs with expletives <laughs> in it, but that does not like suck away at the essence of your soul quite the way some of the things that they have done or that they could do on smartphones could. And so we kind of learned this idea that device level boundaries were really good um, because they improved our relationship instantly. The girls loved the device. They were grateful for it. They toted it around the house and our relationship between them was awesome because we didn't have to regulate boundaries constantly. It was just built in. So that was kind of the, the starting point for the idea. And then the journey grew from there, but that was the, the creation of that concept. And you could call people on Alexa too. Like I gave an Alexa to my grandson and it was hooked to my cell phone somehow he was able to call i don't even remember how that was but he was able to call me through the alexa you know yeah, so absolutely it was very cool yeah. so it gave him a phone until he wound up getting you know i gave him one of my old phones or something and or his dad bought him a phone i don't remember how he got the first phone but he eventually got a phone um so so tell us a little bit about this phone and why it is the awesome phone that I think it is and what makes it so great for kids today without making them, you know, without making them feel like they're the uncool kids. You know, when I was growing up, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, if you ask my children, um, and, and by this story, you'll know, uh, the girls were wearing fishnet hose. Do you know what those are? They're like hose that look like little fishnets. Okay. So my mother would not allow me to wear these fishnet hose. We were, I was just not allowed. Good for her. Can I just and, say good for her? <laughs> she, she, was much, she was much wiser than me. <laughs> and, um, but I always felt like, God, I'm not the cool kid. And I never was the cool kid. I mean, I wore a body brace from eighth grade to 12th grade. Believe me, I was never the cool kid. But I was like, God, I'm never going to be the cool kid because I'm not wearing these ridiculous fishnet hose. And so I think of that with cell phones. Like, I will advise parents when kids are like acting up and they're like, what do I do about this phone? I'm like, well, you know, if you just want them to have a phone, flip phones do exist. And you can, you know, give them a flip phone and they'll probably be so embarrassed by the fact that they have a flip phone that they will kind of agree to whatever it is you're trying to get them to agree to just to get their phone back. But what's great about your phone is it actually is a smartphone, but smarter than the kids are, I believe. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, tell, it, tell it, me it, about that. Yeah, I mean, so you're right. Flip phones are kind of a punishment um, because right. they they don't look that great. Um, the truth is, is kids don't love them. They're kind of embarrassed when they pull them out of their pocket and their T9 texting, um, you know, with 12 buttons doesn't really lead to meaningful communication. Um, it's difficult. Um, and actually on the continuum of safe tech or healthy tech versus unsafe tech, after I did my research, I wouldn't have said this a year ago, but I did a deep dive into this stuff. And um, flip phones are actually the most dangerous devices because they have no restrictions on them whatsoever. So kids can access on most flip phones anything in the world, um, which is scary. You know, smartphones, you might be able to lock it down, or at least you can put up some bar barriers that can help. Um, and so, yeah, what we wanted to do 
is, I mean, the concept's very simple, but yet nobody's done it yet. <laughs> we wanted to make just a very simple phone, kind of like the way phones used to be, um, but in a smartphone form factor so that kids could hold their head high and have their dignity. So we actually created what I would call a very adult device. It, is, it does not look like a kid's phone. It's not colorful. Um, it is just, in fact, it, it's appeal. Half of our market is to digital minimalists. These are working professional folks that want to just cut back from social media addiction or entertainment. Um, but there's an amazing appeal for kids um, because kids like adult devices. <laughs> End of story. I mean, you hand a toy phone or a real phone to a baby, and I can tell you which one they're going to hold. <laughs> always, <laughs> always, yeah, yeah. always take the real thing. And in fact, there's been many kids' phones that have launched in the past, and they all fail um, commercially because just the idea isn't that great. And so we kind of learned from the mistakes of people previously and wanted to make an adult device. Um, but just in, in simply what it does, it, it can call, it can text. You have a few basic tools like maps, calculator, clock, um, and that's about it. You know, we're releasing slowly. Um, basic practical tools like a weather app, um, but you're not going to have social media. You're not going to have entertainment, um, specifically solo entertainment, where you can just sit and stare at your screen for hours. Um, there's nothing that you can get addicted to. Um, and so it's really just a practical tool. As a result, screen time usage is a non-issue. Um, parental controls, you don't even need to set parental controls. It's like the only device that is safe out of the box. You can hand to your kid and then go to sleep at night and not worry about it. Um, I love so it. I love we, it. Yeah, we're one of the only people that are making something purpose-built for kids um, in this way right now. And there's, it's, it's such a, you know, I always say as good as the internet is, is as bad as the internet is. And all of the wonderful information out there is great, but there's so much information out there that kids can, you know, get a hold of about anything. And in reverse, people can get a hold of the information about kids. And kids seem, you know, as much as you say, don't give out your address, don't give out your name, don't give out, you know, there are all these examples of kids telling people that they believe are their friends, all this personal information that happens all the time. Bullying, cyberbullying happens. And, you know, just to know that they can have a phone, they can be connected to their parents, they can be connected to their friends, but they can do it safely. It's, it's wonderful. And it's amazing that, like you say, nobody's done it, but you did do it. So somebody has done it. And, you know, I, I know the world of parenting is grateful that you did do this. Well, thanks. Yeah. And one of the things we want to try to do is like, if this is a first device for a kid, it's a good step into that world where parents can help navigate some of those waters, those tricky waters like you're talking about. I mean, we've already had parents call us about bullying because they see, hey, we've got bullying text messages coming into my kid's phone. How do I handle this? We had another parent, um, a, a friend of mine actually be like, hey, I realized my daughter was annoying her friends because she's sending tons and tons of messages, but here was a safe kind of a safer place where actually everything is being monitored. Um, you could call it helicopter parent or you could call it loving parent, but all, you know, calls, messages, everything that's going on in this device is actually available um, in our back end, which is also sort of a unique thing for us. And it allows the opportunity for parents to kind of 
check in and you know step in if something truly dangerous does happen um, and prevent something very <laughs> catastrophic from happening to a kid so it's it's already done that a few times and we're that's kind of what we built it for so exactly and you know i have a lot of parents that will ask me well you know i don't want to you know see what my kids are doing online i don't want to look at their text message because i'm invading their privacy and i'm like no but a phone a computer, all of these things are privileges. They're not like a given right that a child has. I mean, you know, like I said to you earlier, Chris, you know, my kids grew out, there were no cell phones. Well, there was, I had like the cell phone in the bag. I had like one of the first <laughs> cell phones with a beeper. It was paired with a beeper and my cell phone in the bag. And, nice. and the pop-out antenna that you pull open. <laughs> yeah, and, and the battery was, you know, well, you guys can't see, but the battery's probably, I don't know, three by six inches and heavy. And I had the beeper because if anybody called me, it would cost me 50 cents a minute, but I could call out. So you had to beat me on my beeper and then I would call you back. And I think Motorola was the only company that made it at the time. And everybody said, when I got my phone, you of course could only speak, you know, to like converse to someone else on cell phone, but everybody was like, I don't even know why you're getting it. Stupidest thing ever, cell phones. Now, had I been smart enough to actually like buy stock, not just the phone, you know, the rest would be history, but I didn't buy stock. I just bought the phone because I knew it was going to be amazing. But, and I don't know how I got on that. So, um, ADD moment. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, so I don't know what I was talking about. Okay. Well, so, so you, so you mentioned parents, <laughs> right? That, that are saying, Hey, this is an invasion of my kids' privacy. Oh yeah. That's what and, I was talking about. <laughs> and, and here's what I would say in response to that. I mean, there are some parents that, that believe that. Um, and I personally, think that it's my job as they're under my household. I, the way I look at it is when you first have a baby, you do everything for them. They're 110% dependent on you. If you don't feed them, they don't eat. End of story. And then by the time they're 22-ish, you kind of hope that they're financially independent and you have no, really no say over their life unless they come to you and ask you for advice. And so I kind of draw a line in my mind from complete dependence to complete independence. And my job as a parent is to gradually release um, control and insight and gave them trust as they earn it as time goes on. And so a senior in high school, I treat differently than a freshman in high school. Um, and so, you know, where is your kid on that continuum and how engaged should you be? Um, and, and, and as far as technology, man, it is uh, it could be good and it could be evil. Um, you know, exactly. I just look at it as money, you know, like I, I consider a cell phone mentally like a million dollars. Would you give your kid a million dollars? Maybe, but how would you go about that? You would be very intentional. You'd be very careful. You would watch what they're doing. You wouldn't just say, here, go and exactly. let them go. I mean, they end up with some stupid decisions and that's kind of, there's a lot of power in this technology that we really don't think about. Um, and so I think it's a very loving thing, especially early on with a kid, um, to help them navigate those waters. Um, you know, it's like, don't give them a, a car when they're 10 years old, you know, it's just, so. Exactly, exactly. You know, and I tell parents all the time, and I'll say it again, the human brain does not develop until said human is 25 years old. So you're not only, you know, you're not only giving a phone to someone that is younger and doesn't really know all the ins and outs and the chance of 
danger and stuff like that that can occur on you know having open access to the world but you're giving someone who has an under an underdeveloped brain this so all those things that we have built into our brain as adults we're not there from birth they had to be learned and they get taught by parents by parents who are role models by parents that help coach us and guide us you know it's like phone etiquette I tell people, if you're sitting there and you're on your phone all the time around your kids, your kids come to talk to you and your phone is right there and you're looking at your scrolling through Facebook while your child's trying to talk to you, watch out because that is the same behavior your child will have when they get a phone. You'll be trying to talk to them. You'll be yelling at them, put your phone down while I talk to them. And where do they learn it? From you. So, you know, all of this stuff wrapped around raising your children. I always say, we're not raising kids, we're raising adults. They already are kids. So all of this, these things that you are teaching your children, that you are guiding them, that you are coaching them is to prepare them as they get older and is to make the connections in their brain to emotion, to self-regulation, to logic that don't exist now. They're not there. They can't expect to have self-regulation if it doesn't exist in their brain yet. You know, so you have to be there to teach. You have to be there to coach. But it doesn't mean you can't learn a lot from them too. So don't forget to ask them questions. So yeah, yeah. yeah, and then the scary thing about this is just like, I mean, I kind of always compare technology to fast food. I mean, I just released an article a couple of weeks ago saying um, smartphones are the new fast food. But the scary thing about this is not only are we dealing with undeveloped brains and you know thought processes, but these devices are designed and everything on them is like, they're designed to be as addictive as possible. Um, one of my mentors was a video game designer and he like quit cold turkey. He was like, I'm done after he had achieved success and million dollar buyouts and all this stuff, because he said he had an ethical dilemma because his job description was my job is to make dopamine receptors in your brain squirt. And I know every trick in the book on how exactly. to do it. And I'm going to do it. And that's what these things are designed to do. And even adults, I mean, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple came out and said, I use my iPhone too much. Can you, if you, if he has a hard time controlling his own iPhone usage and he knows every inch of what he's created here, how difficult is it for a kid? I mean, right. it's just profoundly challenging for this to not be a life controlling issue for the rest of your life if you don't start from the, from day one setting healthy boundaries. Exactly. I mean, think of people today when they walk out and they're like, oh my gosh, you're driving down the road. You're like, I forgot my phone. I, you know, I don't care where you have to be, you turn around and you go back for that phone, you know, because you can't be anywhere without your phone. You know, your, the phone becomes like a permanent extension of our being, you know, and without our phone, we lose part of us. You know, well, if that happens to us who have fully developed controlled brains, imagine what's going to happen to a child when they pick up this phone and they're like, whoa, it's game time, you know? And, you know, in order to control that, the phone you're giving them is, needs to have controls on it. It's like when you refer to cars, I'm always amazed 
when people buy their kids must eight cylinder Mustangs. I'm case the adults in the world can't drive and handle that car. And you're going to give it to a child. You might as well give them a gun. You know, yeah. so my, <laughs> funny story. My high school girlfriend had a yellow Mustang when she was 16 years <laughs> old. And guess what happened? She was going 110 miles an hour down a back country road and ended up in the hospital and almost died. I mean, classic what story. What happens to most Mustangs that are handed to teenagers? Yeah. They're yeah. crashed. Yes. You know, <laughs> my kids got old, long nosed cars that were good and sturdy. I drove an excursion. And if I could have bought each of them an excursion, I would have. But, Zero you know, to 60 in 20 seconds? Is that kind of how yeah, it goes? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. In an hour, you'll be there. <laughs> but that's the thing is you have to be smarter than what you're messing with. You have to understand your child's abilities and you have to not feel the peer pressure. Your grownups, your parents, this is not the time for peer pressure. This is not the time, well, you know, my girlfriend has an, uh, you know, a, a, an iPhone and this one has an iPhone and this one has an iPhone. So I should, even though I'm 11 years old. Well, if you don't think your child should have an iPhone at 11 years old, you know what? Don't get it for them. You are the one in charge here. You are the parent. Listen to that little voice in your head. Yes, <laughs> yes. And yeah, now and I, you have an option. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the, the one hopeful thing here is that I think people are really starting to realize this. I mean, people it's starting to click for people. Um, you know, movies like The Social Dilemma came out a little while ago um, and light bulbs are going off and people are starting to realize just like, I mean, you've been in the fitness industry for a, a while now. And early on, people didn't care that much. And then we started to realize, wait a second, fast food is really bad for us. And, and next thing you know, Companies like Whole Foods started creating healthy food, healthy options. Even McDonald's now has a healthy menu, you know, um, and, and there's now it's commonplace. It's not weird to eat organic anymore, but it was 30 years ago. Um, and so I, I, I have great hope, actually, that America and really the world in general is starting to become aware, just like physical health has been such a challenge for us. I think mental health and device health and digital health, I don't know what you want to call it yet, <laughs> but there's a growing trend right now where people are starting to become very aware. Um, and, you know, we're just one of the very first companies. We're like Whole Foods in its early stage, right. um, but we're one of the first companies that's hopefully meeting the need. Um, but I think 10 years from now, I think this is going to be a normal conversation. It's going to be common sense. Um, and so all those parents that are giving their 10 year olds iPhones, I think, you know, later on, they're going to be like, Oh, why did I do that? You know, now my kid's yeah. addicted to cigarettes kind of, <laughs> and exactly. so I think there's going to be some, some real challenges that we're going to exactly. face in the future, but the, but the culture and the, the tide is turning and I'm excited about that. I, well, I think people are realizing that big brother is always listening. You know, people joke about it, but it's true. You know, I run a peaceful parenting challenge on Facebook randomly throughout the year to get people to stop yelling because of course I'm on this mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. And I can't tell you how many times people tell me because I run a Facebook ad to get people into the challenge. And I can't tell you how many times people have told me, you know what? I yelled at my child five times today. And every time I yelled, your ad came into my stream. And 
I, this that's not one person. This happens all the time. Now I appreciate it because it's pumping my ad out there for people that are yelling at their kids, and and luckily they're eventually signing up. But if you don't think people aren't listening, they're listening, and they're listening to you, and they're listening to your kids, and they're finding out everything about you and everything about your child. So yeah. you know, I think that's a lot that's causing this trend you know, that we need to wake up and learn more. Yeah, we're, we're at the point now where the algorithms know more about ourselves than we know about ourselves, than our parents know about us. I mean, very seriously, there is some wicked smart um, AI that's figuring us out and it knows us better. I mean, it, these are the smartest human psychologists in the world and their algorithms. Um, yeah. So yes, it's, it's a, we're hitting a very scary place and, and they're just going to get better and better and smarter and smarter. I mean, exactly. that's, that's the world we're headed into. And with all of that, your kids' lives get riskier and riskier. And, you know, um, it's, it's a, it's, it's a really kind of scary thing if you dwell on it and you worry about it constantly. But, you know, like I teach parents, be proactive, you know, and not reactive. You know, God forbid is not a parenting technique. That is not a parenting strategy. God forbid if this happens to my child. No, be proactive. Don't worry about God forbid. You know, do something about it. Here you have an opportunity as far as phones go, which are only going to get more popular. And, and they, they now go earlier and earlier and earlier in kids' hands. You know, every, you just show me a two or three-year-old that doesn't know how to swipe a screen to look at pictures over and over again. They all know how to do it. It's like, you know, ingrained in them, that finger going across the screen. Everybody, every little toddler knows how to do that. And, you know, it's important that you be the proactive parent. You be the one that takes the step towards your child's safety, because if you don't protect them, no one will. And talk to them about it. Talk to them about what the dangers are. You know, I always tell people, have those difficult conversations with your kids, because if you don't have them, Google will. And who would do you want your child to learn from, you or Google? I'm pretty sure you, you know. So, um, so anyway, so so tell the listeners a little bit about the basics of this phone and what makes it, you know, safe for kids. Why why is it something they should be looking into it? And it has a name. So yeah, yeah. So we call it Wise Phone. Um, and the reason we call it wise phone is because it's better to be wise than to be smart, <laughs> you know, like a smartphone. So it's just kind of the evolution of the smartphone is kind of the concept. Um, and, you know, I think you could a testament to, you know, I think a long time ago, people thought IQ was the best thing in the world to have. And then they started to realize, wait a second, more Fortune 500 CEOs have a high EQ, emotional intelligence right. than IQ. And that's kind of evolved. Um, and so we're sort of, saying, hey, there's something more important than being smart than having complete access, uh, you know, having things like focus <laughs> or distraction-free life or the ability to sit and critically think for hours. That's more important than having the world's information at your fingertips. Um, and so, so in a nutshell, I mean, I kind of described it. It calls text a few basic tools. Um, it has a robust backend. We call it the Techless Family Portal. Um, it's an iPhone app or an Android app that you can download to your phone and just see access to calls, 
messages, contacts, um, location history, battery life, things like that. Um, you know, we launched a couple months ago. Uh, so, you know, we're early stage startups. So it's like a 9.5 out of 10. There's a few bugs, to be honest, uh, but we are, we're squashing them quick. Um, and what's, I think when people ask what it is, I often answer what it's not, because that's actually what's more important. You know, um, the idea of having a phone that doesn't have social media, that doesn't have all, I, there are the least number of distractions possible. That's the goal. And it's designed to be boring and to use the least amount possible. And it's not crazy colors. Like we built the whole design with two colors. Um, and that's actually profound if you think about it. I mean, if you study like minimalism theory and stuff, the most difficult challenging things to do in the world are often the simplest. Um, and so we had like the world's best number one rated UX UI designer, a guy's named Eddie Lobanovsky. If you search UX UI, he pops up number one on the list. Um, he's been helping us um, and you know, just making sure this is really, really well designed. So there's a very Apple-esque appeal to it, a very clean, purist minimalism. There's hardly any icons. It's very typography heavy. Um, so just a very clean, sleek, <laughs> it doesn't do a lot, but again, there's no apps, no addictions, no distractions, no app store. You don't have to check up on it only if you want to. Um, so I, you know, it is a phone, but I think at the end of the day, what people buy it for, for themselves is they're actually buying peace <laughs> or trust or time. Because, you know, if you like, I'm a decently smart guy when it comes to tech. And I will say it is very, very, very difficult to lock down an iPhone. 92% um, of people in the US have iPhones. But um, like, I'll just give you an example. I mean, I had an iPhone and I'm testing this stuff and my iPhone is supposedly locked down to have no bad content on it. And some software update came, you know, my wife has the passcode, we're playing games and seeing if we can break the system and we're doing pretty good. Some, I wake up, you know, and some software update got automatically pushed to the phone. I'm scrolling my newsfeed and here's explicit content I'm looking at on my phone because a new app got pushed to my device that I didn't ask for because Silicon Valley doesn't care about this particular demographic and we do. So that's kind of the big differentiation between us and them right. um, is we're purpose built for this particular mm -hmm. reason. Um, and, and it has profound design implications when you start getting into the weeds of it. But at the highest level, I think parents just buy it because they don't have to scour the internet and learn all these solutions. They literally, it's just simple. <laughs> and, and it's not that expensive when you count your time and factor in how much therapy costs <laughs> if right. your kid gets addicted to something they shouldn't be. And so it's a very simple, straightforward solution. And it's actually a phone, guys. It's, it's it's like a phone. It's like, you know, I'm always like, I look at smartphones and I'm like, the littlest part of a smartphone is the phone part. The rest is really, it's a computer. This is actually a phone. And isn't that why you have a phone to, maybe it's not, but that's why you want your kids to have a phone is so you can reach them. You can talk to them. If there's, you know, an emergency, they can reach you. That's why people like their kids having phones. And that's what you're getting. You're giving them a phone. You're not giving them a laptop to carry around with them all the time that accesses everything and anything. So, you know, I just, I just love this. I love the idea of it. Um, and I, I just, I'm so grateful that you have created this phone and that we got connected so that, you know, 
I know about it and I can share it with as many parents as I can share it with because it's super important. And I think people give their kids smartphones way too young nowadays because they feel the pressure because three of their friends have smartphones and they need a smartphone. So I, you know, I, I can imagine there must be a statistic somewhere of how many kids in Christmas of 2020 received phones for Christmas. I bet lots of them, you know, and, uh, and people go, well, you know, you know, uh, AT&T gave me a free line. So I got my kid a phone. It needs to be more than that. It needs to be thought out more than, well, they offered me a free line, so I got them a phone. You really need to think this out like you think so many things out for your kids. This is a big one to think out. And the great news is there's an option. So Chris, so people want, now they're gonna listen to this and they're gonna be like, I want this phone. How do I get it? And how do I talk to Chris? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it's pretty simple. Go to techless.com, T-E-C-H-L-E-S-S.com. That's our company site. And you grab a phone. Um, the least expensive one is $199. Um, we have a $299 option. And then for more of the digital minimalist crowd, people want a high-end professional phone. We have one that's $799. Wouldn't recommend that for your 10-year-old who drops it in the toilet. <laughs> but we've actually had some parents get that for their kids. Um, and I'm not complaining, but um, so so there's a few different options. And then the only other thing you'll need is you do need uh, to bring a SIM from your carrier. So we decided that it's easier. People already know their carriers. I already use AT&T, I already use Verizon. So just that free line that you got for, for Christmas for your kid that you gave them your iPhone. If you love your kid, um, lovingly, graciously talk with them. Uh, I don't know how you're going to do this, but uh, swap that iPhone out for a wise phone. <laughs> but basically, you just have to put your SIM card in the wise phone and you're good to go. Um, we don't support every carrier, 95% of them. A lot of the more obscure kind of MMBO smaller carriers, they go digital. Um, so you'll definitely have to check our site to make sure you're compatible. But all the major carriers are there. So yeah, just hop on techlist.com pick out a wise phone, put your SIM card in and you are good to go. That is just phenomenal. And guys, you know, wisdom is, you know, so is worth a million bucks because there are kids that lack wisdom nowadays and that desire wisdom. And here you have the most wise of phones because wisdom is so much more than just being smart. And uh, I really love that you named this phone this way. So guys, I will put all of Chris's uh, connections, his website, all of that in the description of this podcast. And I just wanna ask Chris one more, if you have any last words of what you wanna offer these parents, any last tips about phone use, tech, any of that. Yeah. You bet. I would love to just end on a hopeful note. Um, just if you guys are the type of parents that want to have a life like with your kids without distraction, where they're setting up your kids to live a thriving life, a successful life, like I said, where they can sit down and uh, think of complex problems um, and not have sort of the spontaneous uh, ADD type response. I'm not saying if you have ADD, you're a bad parent, but in general, um, you know, think about 
because this is a, this is a not an easy decision for a lot of a lot of people. Um, and so I want to sympathize. I want to empathize with you and just say, hey, if, hang on to the vision of kids that aren't checked out, um, kids that look you in the face, um, kids that look up, kids that love to play outside. Um, and save yourself some time um, and consider us as an option. But in general, just be intentional about this decision. That's the biggest thing I'd say is just think about it because um, I think people were just now starting to uncover um, how much opportunity parents are missing by giving their kids uh, fully connected devices. So thank you exactly. so much. I, I appreciate you uh, having me on the show. It's been a blessing. Oh, Chris, I, same here. I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, I feel truly blessed to have met you and learn all about all the wonderful thing you're doing for kids. Kids are my world. So I love all these great things that people have um, just for kids. And, you know, and I love the advice you gave at the end, guys, just, you know, phones, cell phones, if everybody has a phone in their hand and they're all sitting around, everybody's in their own individual world you know, the word family becomes individual. So I totally agree, you know, less fun, have, have, you know, times where there are no electronics, game nights, go outside, go to a park. You know, I know you need to have a phone emergency, put in your pocket, put in your purse, whatever, but have time in your home where phones and electronics are not being used and just try it. And I tell you, if you connect with your kids in other ways, through play, through conversation, go out and play tag, have play in a game, not a video game, like a board game, do a puzzle, read books together. Your kids will love it. And they'll, they, will, they will feel so connected to your family that you know it will just be a blessing for all of you. So as always, I'm super grateful for Chris being here. Thank you so much again for joining us. And I know the listeners just loved hearing from you and hearing of your amazing advice. Um, it's, it's, it's a real gift to, the, to parents and kids all around. So parents, as always, I wish you guys peace, love, tons of laughter. Don't forget about laughing. Really is the best medicine. And we will see you here on the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Be sure to head over to pumpedupparenting.com to grab your free copy of the Patient's Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, good news. Now there is. You can pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, my newest release on Amazon today. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone can blossom from. Have yourself a really fun day. Bye-bye.